future of hip-hop r&b and beat making i'm your host and curator mr b and this is episode 40 and this is the episode you all know that you've been waiting for this is the year-end special and i got my co-executive producer across me tg on the show so man year-end this is like the you've been with the company with the company for at least in a couple months i don't know how many i don't know the number Couple months, but it's been uh at heart longer than that. You know, yeah. I, I was there when we talked about. Well, you you talked about starting this, man. It's 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 amazing, like seeing everything come to fruition, man. Yeah. Just happy to be a part of this team. Man. And you know, like at the beginning, I like gave you the position of being like the co-executive producer of Gem Radio, but then I really did see your talents in another light. And I let you be the director of A&R Golden Air Music Group as well because me yes. and you have been on the same wavelength of music and what we really want to push. Yes, so I just felt like, you know what, I, I, it's always the best thing business-wise to get like-minded people around you. And so it's just like, it's a plus that you're my best friend. And not only that, you're, you're, you're family as well. So, yes. you know, it's the best thing in the world. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, these last couple of months have excited me more than anything because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm able to work with people I, I respect over the years. I never had bad things to ever say about it. You, you've always been my boy. You always keep it 100. And who better? <laughs> See, people don't understand. The, the, lit, the top people who, I, who are within Golden Air Music Group who are who are like you know like the main core mm-hmm. in terms of like the business end is my best friends and like that's you that's Ursula and you know we have not we have, we've been doing this thing we've been supporting each other out externally out internally for years absolutely so how's it been man just being able to just jump into this whole thing man because this is just like a, a newer territory Absolutely. Uh, well, it's been exciting, actually. Um, a lot of surprising things that I found out about myself, and uh, you know, just just what we do here. And um, you know, I've delved into a little bit of uh, graphic design, as you see, you know, yeah. as far as with the, the snippets for the show. Well, the graphic design, uh, you—it's more of just video editing, and video editing is, is a chore. It, I've been doing it for years, and it's a, it's a chore. Like so, you're also delving into enough more and more facets of your what you're already doing mm, yeah and um yeah man it's, I'm just happy to be a part of the team man and I'm happy to you know provide good content for the people out here man and uh you know support these uh these artists out here that's that's trying to come up man yeah. I love what we do yeah and that's always been our mission at Golden Air Music Group it's always been to push the artists that will be overlooked because of they're not fitting a certain type of mold that's making money or any other stuff, even though they think that's not the best thing to do. But at the end of the day, look, y'all got y'all thing, we got ours, and there's going to be somebody looking for that type of music somewhere. And it could be a million people, a billion people, 50 people, 5,000 people, 500 people. It doesn't matter. Like, people want great quality music coming from every different walk of life. So, you know, yeah, we most majority of the time we do focus on hip hop and R and B. But 
we're we really are going to be focusing a lot more on like all all things because we're we're more we're very influenced by different type of things. Yes, very much so. Because I'm not gonna lie, this was the year where I uh, really fell in love a lot with a lot of R&B, and I started fucking with whatever the fuck Kaytranad does. <laughs> so, because <laughs> at this point, it's, I was electric. I don't know, but he makes rap records too. So it's like it, I'm like, yo, whatever he does. I fuck with that too. Yes, yeah. Shout out to Kate man. Big inspiration for, yeah, yeah. for all of us, man. Yeah, in terms of just music and, and sound, I did say in like in the middle of the year, I think Kate and Bad Bad Not Good should just make a label together. Oh my god, because because they've been making records together, and I'm just be sitting here like, yo, they have a sound that can that can just encompass and destroy people out here. Like if they made a label and they produce all the talent that's within the label, it's over. Seriously, bro. I really feel that way, but um, no one gave a fuck about that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, it's the year-end uh, special. What encompasses within this year-end special? Um, we're going to count down top 25 albums. And you know, yeah, we, we do have different music tastes, but you, you're one of the same in a way. But some of us ain't listening to the same albums. So therefore, it's going to be different. So... We're gonna start this top 25 by actually giving you the floor first, TG. Yes, yes, yes. So he's gonna surprise me because I don't, I don't know what his top 25 is yet. So let's let's get let's get into this shit, man. Well, first, what uh what I like to do to establish for the viewers is the the criteria behind the list. So uh, when making this list, um, I just want people to understand that this is just subjective to me. Um, my criteria wasn't based off of anything related to sales or if you're, if you're making a doggone list based off sales, I'm like, y'all corny. <laughs> but a lot of people do. A lot of people do. And uh, we, we see it's a not lot a good of, thing. We see a lot of lists coming, you know, coming out or whatever. What I also wanted to do for it to be authentic, uh, I try not to look at anybody else's list. So this is authentic. This is coming straight from my playlist. Uh, a collection, a body of what I believe to be a project. So, anybody feeling some type of way, it's not a top 25 rappers of this year. It's top 25 hip-hop albums. Hip-hop and R&B albums of the year. Word. So, uh, we'll start from 25, I guess, right? Yeah, we most definitely start. 25. All right. So... <laughs> You're gonna laugh. You, you got two fucking lists. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you're doing this, man. I yeah. just don't. Now you, now, you, now you have a top 50. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You, um, you know what? We're gonna let that shit ride. <laughs> just for episode six. For episode six. So, um, different. I made a top 25 list for hip hop and for R&B. This was a very good year for both. Uh, I'm excited, and I was, I was very proud of, of the artists that uh, made this list. So. Uh, yeah, starting with number 25, I have uh, Scarface and MF Doom. Uh, Scarface meets Metalface. You mean Zarface, right? Zarface. All right. Now, I did not get to listen to that one. It's a very, very good album. I was actually surprised. Oh, I probably did. Wasn't there like another one that I ended up finding with just nothing but beats? Uh, it's probably the one. It was just a Zarface album. Probably. It, wasn't, it wasn't just a, the one of them doom. I heard that one was actually pretty Probably. good. Probably. He actually has another one that's coming out. A lot of people should look out for Oh, this. the one with, with Ghostface. With Ghostface. Oh, oh man, yeah. that's going to be killer. But, uh, yeah, this album was dope, man. Um, I, I revisited it a few times this year, but uh, 
Yeah, that was my my number 25. My my 24 uh, was actually from an artist I haven't heard from in uh, in a little while. It's kind of incognito, but uh, uh, this was from uh, Jean Grey and Quell Chris. Oh my God! Yes. I missed that. I, I did not put that album. At yes, time. that album is fire. Fire. Dude. Very oh slept on. Very slept on viewers. Um, this album was called Everything it's Is fine. fine. Yeah. The concept was good. The lyrics was good. Very dope album, very dope album. This made my my number 24 pick of this year. Um, number 23, um, and this guy, uh, speaking to Kate Renata, he uh, he worked with him and um, I don't believe it was the whole project, but it was, right, what was it the whole project? Mick Jenkins, Mick Jenkins. Not the whole project, because remember in Pieces of a Man, um, Stone Drums has, has a beat on there. Stolen drums, shout out to Stolen Drums, man. Yep. Um, First placement. And this was a very good, very good album. When I yeah. heard the 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 single, you know, the first single we did with uh, K Trinata, I was impressed. And uh, when I listened to this album, I was like, wow. But like, yeah, he's been working with K Trinata for a while. And it definitely was dope, man. It, it put up for me, man. Top uh, number twenty three, Mick Jenkins, Pieces of a Man, dope one. Um, I, my number 22 pick, uh, another shocker for a lot of people, um, Nick Grant, Dreaming Out Loud. Wow. Yes. <laughs> this is my <laughs> my 22 pick. Um, I have to I have to go back to that album. I liked his first project. Mm -hmm. I like the one with the per I forgot what it was called, but I like this first project. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get, really get a chance to get into like his next project, so I need to really, really look into that yes, one. Yes, yes. Um, another thing that fit my criteria, I mean, um, it's, it's enough to have hits, but um, if your album can keep me tuned in track by track, I mean, with this guy, it was track by track, and it all didn't sound the same. That's what made this a very good album. It, it just wasn't a song that sounded like another song that sounded like another song. It's a very good album, man. Check that out. Nick Grant, Dreaming Out Loud. Um... This one, I don't think we agree on this one, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. Um, the homie fell off a little while. I was a very big fan of him uh, 10 years ago, but uh, this album actually shocked me. And uh, comparing it to other albums that I wanted to put in this list, uh, I had to squeeze this one in there because I was impressed. Um, T.I.'s Dime Trap. Mm. It's actually a, a decent You know, album. I won't disagree with you because I was thinking of putting it in there. Mm. Because it was a very impressive album. And yes, he has been falling off for some time, to be honest. But yeah. um, in terms of the beats selection, the beat selection is really, really good. Mm. Um, T.I. is rapping his ass off on that one, actually. He, he's doing good on that one. Um, he's most definitely honorable mention for me. Yes. Like, it's a really good one. Definitely, definitely. Shout out to T.I., man. Dime Trap. Check that out. Very good album, man. Um, this next one is from a up-and-coming artist out in uh, TDE uh, who's also on uh, on my homie Mr. B's uh, list, uh, Reason. Reason. His, this album is called There You Have It. Damn, it's fucking uh, Yes, yes. I was very impressed for somebody that just slipped under the rug new artist and uh, I just discovered listening in uh, a few of his interviews that he actually just started uh, rapping so you know hearing a collection like this I wouldn't put it up there in my top 10 that's why it is uh, where it's at right now sitting at my uh, sitting at my uh, number 20 but uh, very good album shout out to Reason man very good album 
Uh, number 19, collaborative album, uh, Swiss Beasts, uh, Poison. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I might disagree with you on that. The reason, the reason being is just um, normally with collaborative albums like that, Charles is normally like one good song because of, because of the tier of artists they have on this one song, and then it'd be another song that slipped off. But Swiss Beast being the, the producer that he is, making the, the fire tracks that he does, and just his his way of uh, meshing that with artists and putting them together like that. Um, I was impressed for, for this for this this album. I actually really enjoyed it. Mm. It was an album I had to actually revisit because uh, at first when I was making this list, he didn't make my, my top. He wasn't making mine. Uh, but compare, you gonna hear my, my notable mentions as well, but comparing it to the other ones um, wasn't top 10 again, but <laughs> when you hear the rest of the shit, you're like, oh, okay, all right, I understand. All right, can we agree that that, that Young Thug ver- um, record oh, better than that God. fucking... Um, that Lil Wayne record? I agree. I, I definitely I, I, Can we at least admit that? Seriously. <laughs> All right. Um, moving up the list. <laughs> My number 18 pick is Drake's Scorpion. Get the yes. fuck out of here. That album is terrible. Yes. Yes. Um, wasn't his best album? It, it, and that's the reason why it should not be on the list. It wasn't his <laughs> best album. It wasn't shit. But it wasn't his worst album. <laughs> it there was after, to be. You feel me? Um, especially coming after that 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 last trash album I really didn't like, the one before this one. Um, I had to give him some of this. This was in the top ten again. Um, but definitely an eighteen. Um, it would have been higher had it been a a full body of, of a, what I call well, a, a hip hop. I was say it was a, oh it was just the hip hop album. Yeah. No, none of the singing shit. Yeah, it was half and half. It was R and B. So I really couldn't put this up. Well, I understand it was two discs. So one was about a full body of rap work, and then the other was a full body of getting my feelings work. Exactly. And so, the getting my feels were trash. <laughs> exactly. So just based off of that, you know, half half. I think work. Drake has been having this streak of terrible albums for too long. Mm-hmm. To me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the one when you was on top of that Canadian shit? I forgot what it was. That was the one before this one. No, then there was more life. Wasn't that views? Views. views. There you go. Yeah. Views from the six mm-hmm. was terrible. Very much so. More life was terrible. This shit, no. It was better than those two, though. Would you not agree? I think I'm tired of Drake. <laughs> I'm tired of Drake as I am tired of Eminem. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting tired of Eminem doing the... I'm doing this bag on the article. I'm going to shut the fuck up. I'm tired of this nigga, I'm just tired of all this shit. Like, I'm at a point like, look, I know y'all, y'all are... To nip technicians on what y'all do, y'all are mm. great at what y'all do, mm. but too much of you is too much. I feel like Drake needs to drop every five years mm. for so we can miss this nigga. Mm. I don't miss this nigga. I want him gone. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it is. I don't want a Drake album every year. Just like I don't want a Kendrick album every year. Now it's Kendrick's like, oh, I don't, I'm not even making my new album. He's taking his time. He's taking like his he time. He's not even probably not even writing music. Period. Seriously, yeah. So that's what I want. I want Drake to take a break from giving a fuck about music. Stop dropping music. Just mm-hmm. 
yo, do your acting thing. Do your thing. Do other things. Make us miss you do music. Then come back. Hopefully you're good. But there's too much oversaturation of Drake. <laughs> That's what's killing me with him right now. I don't, like, every time I say, oh, he's about to drop this year. He dropped last year. I don't want to hear him no more. What I like that he's doing, though, um, and a lot, a lot of other artists have a, a problem with doing that, you have to experiment and reinvent yourself because, like you said, it gets very redundant when everything sounds the same. Well, you know, you, as you see, he's experimenting with other people's cultures and shit. So yeah, literally. That's, that's, that's another annoying-ass thing he's doing. And too. I got a problem with people just giving it to him. Like, the homie gives out in the UK, man. Like, they just, they just, well, just open arms. Well, you see, the, pe- the people like, that give the shit out to him are, the, are like, the, t- the lowest fucking bar the totem pole mm-hmm. giving it to him, like, Fucking whiz kid and pop can and shit. Mm-hmm. Like then the real niggas like like Wayne Wonder and shit. <laughs> this nigga said Wayne Wonder <laughs> coming out of nowhere. Mr. B, and shit. I am done with you, bro. Say <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, who the fuck are you to be giving out this motherfucking that game out there? Like that's why I'm just like, yo, like <laughs> y'all niggas be giving this man the culture and shit, and I'm like. Yo, like, this man is, like, a rapping version of We Are Cohen. Like, it's just, like, he can take all your keys. He's just going to make money off your culture. That's it. I'm waiting for him to do start doing some music that that's just going to be out of this world soon. Like, he's going to start taking... Like that old Drake, right? You want that old Drake feeling. See, this is the problem with wanting an old version of something that someone was trying to progress. Mm-hmm. Is that people going to be, like, if you want his old shit, you're going to have to... Listen to his old shit. Like, that's how it is. But, nah, I'm, I'm just tired of Drake. I just think he needs to simmer the fuck down and raise his kid for five years and then drop an album. And have some experience, because that's important in making music. You need time out to, to live and, and and build content. And we talked about this before. I know yeah. our listeners ain't hear this, but, um, yeah, that's very important as an artist, man. Cause but, a lot yeah, of- I'm done with Drake. <laughs> For five years, Drake still made my number eighteen. Uh, Drake <laughs> Scorpion, shout out opinion. to you. Um, number seventeen, number seventeen, Saba, the homie from Chicago. Uh, you put me. me, you put me onto his music. Yes, and I'm not gonna lie when I said this shit on, on Twitter, and he fucking retweeted that. Yes, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Yes, Saba. It's that's a personal album. Yes. And I'm not going to get into it because I have that on my top as well. So we can we can segue into the next one. <laughs> <laughs> love I'm, the, I'm mad about Drake. Love the homie. Love the album. Love his first album too. Shout out. First man. album's fire. Bucket the List Project. Project. Yes. Album's fire. Very good album. All right. Moving up. Moving up. Um, number 16. <laughs> number 16. See, oh, hold God, on to your oh, seat, buddy. Hold on to your butts. It's over. These motherfuckers. This is going to be some crazy shit. The homie, shout out to Griselda Records, man. Westside Gun, Supreme, Supreme Blind Tell. Wow. My number 16 pick. Um, and just like how he just said, he, uh, I put him up on Saba. Charles actually put me up on Westside Gun. Uh, I was not familiar with uh, Griselda Records or what they do out there, man. But once I listened to him, I was like, wow, this is a, a good ass album, man. It's enough to have that, that gritty New York sound. 
Uh, but to for it to sound experimental in a sense and just different, every track was so different and unique, man. Shout out to the homie, man. That was a great ass album, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. seriously, man. And being at the album was called really was called Chris Benoit. So <laughs> and um, uh, there's three album titles: God's the Greatest, Chris Benoit, and Supreme mm-hmm. Blind Tell. And as you see from the beginning of the album, it's like the the, uh, the R. Anderson opening. Yes, opening, that's right. And yo. about like you know. The, the rules to the wrestling business and mm-hmm. everything like that because at the end they all, everything Griselda they all talk about wrestling references and shit like that yes. but they're more of the old school wrestling but yeah like a lot of people we all know what happened with the old Chris Benoit situation and, and to be honest we don't know if what's true is true mm-hmm. because at the end of the day Wikipedia reported the, the nigga's death and nobody went in the apartment. So <laughs> that, that's the most weirdest shit in the world to be. Seriously. So, you know, and there, there's reports of that man, I was paranoid or he felt that somebody was after him. Mm-hmm. So before he died and supposedly he opened the door and you didn't hear him open the door. It's weird. Wow. It's very weird. It's very weird. But we, we're, 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 hit, we're hit with the story of the man having Roy, Roy Rage and killing his family and and kill himself so it's it's a really fucked up situation but when it comes down to like the man as a wrestler mm-hmm. most te- most technical wrestler in the world so this album's very technical it's very right. technical in terms of like how street that shit was it's yeah. an it's an amazing it's an amazing album and that's why yeah. I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna stop going in deeper because that's on my top as well so yeah yes. what's the next one man everyone please listen to that album West Side Gun Supreme Blind Tell check that out uh, after this one, oh man, this would also be uh, my top album cover of the year. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people slept on this album, not me and my own. Uh, but Freddie Gibbs is Freddie. I love this fucking album, man. I love this album every day. I fucking love this album. Automatic's my favorite record of all time <laughs> right now. I, like, yo, that record, the one with the, the Mary J. Blige sample. Uh-huh. Diamonds too. Uh-huh. That oh my god, that, that whole project is fire. It shocked the hell out of me, man. Well, n- nothing shocks me for Freddie. I've been a fan of his since. Understand, like how I listen, how I discover a person's music is so weird. After I heard you on somebody else's project, I liked how you sound. Yes, yes. And one of the things is like this: like I was, I was a big Stag Selective fan, mm-hmm. and there was this EP called. Uh, Lord give Lord take it away with yes, him and Freddie that. Gibbs, and yep. that's how I got introduced. Yes. I was like, if I if that's selected, mm-hmm. and then so he got signed to CTE, then he got this cold day in hell, mm-hmm. and then dropped the babyface killer, and then I was like, this nigga can rap. And then over the over the time when he was in CTE, he said, yo, he's gonna be making this project with Madlib. I was just sitting here like, wow, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking like, who in CTE got that musical knowledge of Mad Lib? I just was thinking that shit in my head, like, yo, like, really? Mm-hmm. I'm a big Mad Lib fan. Mm-hmm. And then this fallout between him and Jeezy happened, and then he dropped, dropped his mixtape, and then finally dropped Pinata. Pinata was a good one. Pinata's amazing. It's like a classic. Love that. An amazing too. body of work. And the follow-up was supposed to come out this year. Mm-hmm. But he was like dropping, you know, all the, you know, Freddie, uh, Fetty, 
Fact, which is another another dope ass album. Shout um, out to Currency. But now it's looking like uh, um, Bandana is gonna come out next year. The album's done. Mm-hmm. They they used to be, they um, Freddie confirmed it was done, mm-hmm. but you said it might be his last. Well, that, that would be understandable. All the the other stuff he was going going on. You you did see the episode of the Therapist. Like, no, no. He talked about he really wanted to quit rap after that whole situation that happened and um, over in a foreign country when he got locked up. Traumatic. Man. That shit, because you know you're going to a foreign land and none of them speak English to you, so they just shitting on you. It's like they like plotting on you you don't know what the fuck they're plotting you exactly and that shit scared me like yes. and he was like I don't know he probably like I don't want to do this shit no seriously so that, that was also one of the things but I don't want to see that nigga stop doing it that nigga's fucking fire maybe he's, he's one of my favorite MCs I crossed my fingers maybe it's temporary man I don't know but um yeah, prison isn't something to fuck with, especially internationally, because everybody got their own different rules. And yeah, that's why that's why these, these dumbass motherfuckers that be going overseas. I'm not gonna say you know fucking white people who be going overseas <laughs> trying to impose with their, their American values. Don't do that shit, man. You're already bad enough. You got that one motherfucker who went to well, I don't know North Korea or Japan and tried to rip off a flag, and he, he went to jail. He died in jail. Mm-hmm. Come on, people! Like, stop, stop trying to police the world. Oh. That's the problem. American values is American values, but guess what? Everybody else got their own values, exactly. and, you, and you got you get, and when you're in their country, you gotta deal with just like how they gotta deal with yours. Exactly. But then again, it's kind of not like that in America. Kind of, it's kind of like we're all trying to mesh all the values together. Yeah, and it's kind of like yeah. So, uh, next one. Man. Right. Yeah, so again, shout out Freddie Gibbs. Freddie, uh, my next album after that, this is a, a young dude I discovered. Um, comes out of Cali, um, Buddy. Mm-hmm. And this album, Harlan and Alondra. I love this fucking album. That's my mentions. Um It's just something about Cali music and Cali artists, man. They just got this whole different vibe to it, man. And I feel like it's, uh, rest in peace to Nate Dogg. I always feel like it's, you know, they they have so much inspiration from uh, just that funk era, man. You could just hear it in in the hip hop and and all music out there, man. Shout out, man. That that was a good ass album, bro. Harlan Alondra, buddy, check that one out, man. Mm -hmm. Um, My number 13 pick, number 13 pick. I had a few people who aren't familiar with music. They thought this was a mixtape. Oh. Um, but this was his project. This was his album. Um, very good album. I was impressed. And I, I thought, you know, they was falling off over there production-wise. And music wasn't sounding the same. Ooh, but, uh, Styles P. Dimebag. Oh, my God. Number 13. I told you it was that shit. Number 13. Yes, indeed, bro. I, I was impressed, man. Um... For that man to, to do what he's doing, to be married and to run juice bars and to make an album like this. And man. then all the top doing the collaborative album with Dave East as well. And then that, bro. I wasn't expecting another album from that nigga after that shit. <laughs> but he I, he actually said it on like Rap Radar, he said he did that shit just to tell, tell show y'all motherfuckers. I, I still rap circles around you, motherfuckers. Word up, man. And he, could, he can, man. Like, yo, Styles P's most definitely in my top 30. Word up. 
and big inspiration out here. Not even just because we got New York bias. I mean, it's, <laughs> everybody where we from in Jersey City love this man. But yeah, it definitely was a good ass album. Shout out Styles P. Down Bad, number 13. Yeah. Uh, my number 12 pick shocked me even more so because um, this album just recently came out. Um, I had to re-listen to it uh, not too many times, but a few few more times because I was just surprised that somebody that I didn't really fuck with heavy um, became somebody I was like, became, wow. Became like, fuckable. Yeah, like, nah, pause, man, pause. Like, hold up. I ain't trying to... Yeah, but um, this was a great hip-hop album, you know, as a collection of, of songs and... Not even just with the samples in, uh, in the beginning of this album, but you know, just just overall, like uh, lyrics, uh, the tone of the album, uh, the meaning of the album. So shout out Meek Mill, Champions, man. This was my number 12 pick. Number 12. Yeah, his um, outlook on life has completely has changed since yes. he's been in prison. And the prison reform um, shtick that he's doing, yes. it's, not, it's not for play. I think he's really about it because He's been in the system for a very long time. Yes. With the whole probation and everything that's been going on with his whole situation, mm-hmm. and him to get sent to jail for popping a UA, you a popular wheelie in New York. That's wild. Really is like stupid as fuck. Seriously. Uh, next one. All right. All right. Uh, my number eleven pick, the young dude. Um. I fucked with him a little bit around the time I discovered uh, another hip hop artist, Stro, Astro. Mm. Uh, shout out to the homie Bishop Naru. Oh, uh, Elevators Act One and Two. Right. Wow, I gotta put that in my dope arm. ass album, man. Dope ass album. Um, me and you actually went back and forth uh, talking about this album when it first came out, and um, I, I just was impressed right. with how it how my, it aged. My on. problem with me. With that album is that Doom is lazy as shit, and I've been a Doom yes. fan for years. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm like, you know, realizing that this man has not really dropped a body of work in over a decade almost, this man is just recycling and rehashing his old instrumentals from fucking Special Herbs, mm-hmm. and it's really getting fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude. You've been in trying to release this album with Ghostface for years. Mm-hmm. You've been in Mad Lib's been trying to say, I want to do Mad Villainy 2 for years. Mm-hmm. And he said he had the beats and everything done for him. And I was just sitting there and just like, the fuck the, pro- the fuck's the problem? It's him. Seriously. It's him. And that and I'm like, yeah, I understand he's he's taking Doom under his wing. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, he's taking Bishop under his wing and everything like that. But I feel like he's giving him a short end. And then remember uh, we was talking about the uh, the adult swim shit that that he was supposed to be doing. Yeah, as well, right? so it'd be sadly, you know, well not sadly. That's the inspiration behind Fantastic Raps and Where to Find for the Braves is that you know it's not gonna be like all this shit is all new shit, mm-hmm. and he's not recycling old shit but putting it over a different type of beat or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. like. I want to, like I said, I always, like when I'm doing, we're doing fantastic rap, we're talking about art, we're talking about raps and everything like that, everything that coincides with hip hop. I think Adult Swim was really doing that with Doom. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, they realized that like, this shit is going to cost money and he's not really putting a hundred into that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
That's that's bullshit. Ever since then, where has he been? Oh. And like, the only part I liked of the project was the parts that Kate Shinoda produced. <laughs> Cause not all these beats were, were different. They, I've never heard him make these beats before, mm-hmm. but I've heard the beats that was given to him by Doom mm-hmm. over the years. So it was, it's, 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 my thing with that project is that I think Doom is not giving a hundred percent to the person that he supposedly is taking under his wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Joey Bad has been rapping over uh, over fucking special herd beats for like the beginning of his damn career like when are we gonna see doom make more shit i don't care about the the villain persona and none of that shit no more to the end of the day you're desecrating legacy just re-releasing old shit all the time i know it's timeless and everything but it's just man the fucker is lazy it's aggravating as fuck at this point Definitely agree. We need more from you, Doom. <laughs> All right. So that was, yeah, my number 11 pick, Bishop Nauru, Elevator Acts 1 and 2. Uh, my number 10 album is actually from uh, from someone, um, OG, uh, Fonte, No News is Good News. Um, listening to this album, man, I could just go back to it and just, ah, uh, man. I wanted to put this higher, but once you hear all the other artists, um, you guys would agree. But um, uh, it's not—it's a situational album for me, but definitely a good body of work. Because um, you have to be—I I feel like you know me listening to this, I gotta be in a certain mood to listen to this album. But uh, Fonte, no news is good news. Dope ass hip hop album. Yeah, you just have me like mate now. I now have two number ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad I forgot that album. I told you about it. You like, did, you did, bro. Did. I've been stuck on that shit since oh man. Yeah. Dope ass. That, that's one of my favorite albums. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to you, homie. Um This one was a group album started by one of one of my top uh rap artist ever, uh, Royce the 5'9", with uh, Prime. So Royce Prime album, Prime 2. People hate that album. I don't understand why. why I don't do understand that? either. I just be like, yo, the album was fire, dude. But then they just felt like, oh, he didn't bring it on this album. He probably won't bring it on Booker Ryan mm-hmm. and shit. And he did, but I felt like he brought it on fucking this too. Like, I don't know what people were looking for. I fucked with Prime too. Now it's not on my top, not on my album. I haven't heard that album since the month it came out. Since the month it came out. Right? So you know, but still, I thought it was dope. Mm-hmm. That was a serviceable project. So yeah. I mean, I was a, I had to revisit it too because again, it was an album that was on my list a minute ago. I loved the album when it came out. Um, but yeah, still decent album. I give it to it. Prime, Prime too. Um, coming in at number eight, number eight, I have the homie Pusha T with Daytona. Um, would have been higher than that. It just met the criteria for LP. It just met that because to me, I was so upset that it was so very short. That was the only issue I had with this album. But other than that, um, I like, I like the production wise. I like the lyrics. Uh, it fed that um, 
that good music vibe that they have out there and just him you know they they picked a, a, a good beats for 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 who he is man and I, I love that album man shout out to Pusha T Daytona um yeah man coming in on me this one here <laughs> this is what we just talking about bro uh, coming in at number seven, number seven, yeah. <laughs> Royce the Five Nines, Book of Ryan. So you got two Royce albums. Yes, yes, because the other ones, are, I mean, they cheated too. They called it, you know, you, you group, you change your name or whatever. Just like the uh, August Green shit with Common and um, uh, Robert Glasper, you feel me? Um, gotta bring that one up. <laughs> Forgot about that one too, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, that met my number seven, man. Um, a lot of tracks on this one. Um, I think he actually uh, uh, later he released, or did he when it came out? Released it as a deluxe? Yeah, because usually when they did, no. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, he did. But I don't it know what he came up with some extra songs or something like I don't that. Know like why I'm doing this now, man. Just later on, deluxe shit. But, uh, anyways, it was, yeah. a, it was a very good album. Made my number seven. Uh, we can't question Royce. As lyrical far as ability. Lyrical abilities. There and, might be a possibility with Bad Meets Evil Part 2. I hope so. They're, they're, so. Try, they're trying to make Eminem do it at this point. Oh, but then again, I'm just like. I forgot. I don't want to hear Eminem. <laughs> I don't want to hear the word Eminem. I think but I'm again, But too. I didn't again. Like I always felt. I felt like Royce is better than him in terms of lyrics. And I know people be hate, be getting mad at me when I be saying this shit. But I'm like, I think Royce bar that nigga the fuck up. All honesty. He's consistent, man. Even throughout he the makes, years, his age. To to be honest, Royce makes better projects than fucking him. Yes, I agree. Especially now, Eminem can't hold me for too long. Royce can. I don't know why. Man. But I, like a lot of people be getting in on my case about the whole Eminem thing. It's growing pains, dude. Y'all understand? Like the shit that Eminem was talking about in his music, and you hear it as an adult, you're kind of like, the fuck is wrong with this nigga? And I just be like, I'm like, yo, you just want to kill your, kill your mother, kill your damn. Yep. Like that shit, that shit corny as fuck. And I'm just like, now I'm like hitting 30. I'm just like, I don't feel no sorts of way. I never felt like killing my mother when I was in my teens. So I'm just like, why, how does this relate to anyone? And this is why a lot of people had a big issue with him attacking these younger artists. Because they was like, yo, at one point you was doing the exact same thing. You were talking about the exact same shit. Yeah. Uh, like, like I said, right now I, I'm just... Tired of him rhyming shits with smorgasbord. And <laughs> I'm tired of this nigga. So I just can't, I, like, <laughs> smorgasbord porridge and shit. Like, I'm just tired. I'm so losing, like, <laughs> like, yo, put a beat underneath it so he, he can stop doing this this whole battle rap shit that he's doing. I, I hate when he does it. Like, yes. when he, that shit started that BT hip hop cypher shit. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to see that no more. I, I want to rap over a beat. Mm -hmm. Like when he did the shit, like yo, I might, I might have to agree with your buddy. Yo, he might be better than him the past, past decade. I I think he might have been better than him, yo. Cause I'm not gonna lie, he does rap just words. He doesn't really rap anything really special now. No substance. No substance. And, and like yeah, he he'll, he'll he'll put in a Trump bar in there, like hate Trump bar in there. It's, I'm not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it no more. Now Kamikaze was a redemption. Yes. He needed that. 
Yes, absolutely. Because, but a part of me was just, you sound like an old ass man. An angry old man. An angry right old up. man that, just, that, just, that's, that has not gotten the grip on reality in terms of you, first of all, you, you don't, you don't know what's going on. That's one problem. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on. And you look you're like you're lost in the loop. And that and that's not good for someone who everybody thinks is the best rapper alive. I don't think Eminem is the best rapper alive. He's the greatest technic technical rapper in the world. But best rapper alive, I, I can't understand if and I'm saying, oh you know, everybody's mad he's the best rapper alive. You're right. You're fucking true. You're fucking right. If, if a black man did the same fucking raps that he did, but he get the same fame accolades, we still had those same, they had those platinum albums. Mm-hmm. We had any of that shit? No. Exactly. And just because you're good at one thing, don't mean you're you're best rapper. To be a best rapper, you have to have not only lyricism, but you have to be timeless throughout the age and have bodies of, of works that, and, that show that, that prove that. To be honest. Not a fan of Slim Shady LP. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with Marshall Mathis LP. Mm-hmm. I think Eminem shows his best album of all time. Mm-hmm. Did everything with shit. I agree with that. Eminem show was one of my fa- one of my favorites, honestly. Yeah, if I felt the emotion in that album, because mm-hmm. it was more more than just killing your damn mom in that fucking album. There was a lot more emotion in the album. Mm-hmm. But then everything else after that, that was it. Very much so. So Eminem has three bodies of work that people still talk about that's top tier. How many hours he has now? Nine? This will be his 10th album. 10th album, okay. If you count with people who are a little mixed on with Infinite, which is, you know, the one that came out in the 90s, 90s Slim Shady. That's cute, but Mm -hmm. you only have three bodies of work that people deem classic Mm -hmm. and great. The rest of them, the rest of them, people debated if it was even good or not. Mm -hmm. So, are you really the best rapper? First of all, your beat selection is trash. You can't make good beats. Everything sounds like a carnival and shit. I, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, yo, like, he's, he's, I don't know why people try to fight me on this. I don't. Like, what are y'all hearing? Now? I'm not. I'm me. Like I said, it's growing pains. It's realizing that you're really tired of somebody. Seriously. Just like the same thing with Drake. I'm just tired of hearing him. I'm tired of hearing about him. I think he needs a break from my ears. I think some of these people don't need to drop shit. And I feel like the last album that, that before Kamikaze, the revival shit, made me want to cancel this nigga. Like, all honesty. Because I just felt like, damn, that album was so terrible that people will still deem you the best rapper of all time still. If you want to be technical with it, I mean, we, we ain't talking about lyricists, but uh, based off of like our criteria, like we said with bodies, body works as well. Yeah. Kanye got better albums than this man. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we all know how we feel about that, man. I mean, so like. Yeah. Come on now. Nah. I, I'm I'm done with Eminem, honestly. I feel like 
that 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 stage of my life of well, I mean, I didn't really buy an Eminem album until I was like eighteen. Cause my mother wasn't allowing that shit. And I, I was like, you know, she loved the real Slim Shady's piece. You know that she loved that record, but. Damn, all the shit he was getting into and suicide and all Nah. Um, next one. <laughs> so yeah. Damn it, we was just talking about Royce. Royce to five to five nine would bar that nigga the fuck up. <laughs> Royce to five nine is better than Eminem. I said it. I don't care what y'all I don't care how much money that man has made. He made money off his color. That's all he made money off of. If if, if it was the same, if it was a black man doing the same damn lyrics, the same damn album, same damn track list, that nigga would not be ever go platinum, nor diamond, nor none of that shit. Stop his <laughs> shit. He's trash. Shout out to Royce, <laughs> all the Detroit niggas out Thank there. Thank you, Booker Ryan, my number seven pick. Um, oh God, I'm back in my podcast for shit. <laughs> <laughs> number six, number six for me was. J. Cole's K.O.D. K.O.D. Yes, yes, yes. That didn't stick to with me for a while. Um, for me, it was an album, again, that aged. A lot of people didn't like his his album uh, his album before that. What was the album? Oh, it wasn't Forest Hill. It was something else. Yeah, Forest Hills Drive was his, like, you know, every artist has their peak. That was a classic was album. A peak. That shit. I bought the album, didn't know I could I could still listen to this album now and just I gotta get back to that one because I listened to it for a couple times. See the thing about J. Cole is that He's situational. Like you can't listen to very yeah. situational. And I'm not in the situations that these these, these pill poppers be in, but I, I just don't be caring to listen to J. Cole's music. And I think J. Cole's a very talented artist. There's people who don't think that way. They J. Cole puts people to sleep. Like like Asmar. <laughs> this, this fucking guy. But the reason why I picked him and he, he got so high was because this was his first project to me that proved the point because off of that same notion, like whenever somebody listened to J. Cole, it was always that, oh, he's very one dimensional and I can't dance. You know how motherfuckers are. KOD had songs on there that were um, industry songs. Yeah. Um, it also fit his criteria of making shit that, that makes sense. And that's why a lot of J. Cole fans, they fuck with him because he writes shit that, that makes sense and has meaning to it. Um, and because of that, and they made a good album, it, it, it reached so high above all these other albums. And um, shout out to J. Cole and yeah. North Carolina, man. A lot of, lot of good people artists out there, man. Shit. Shout out. Shout out, man. Uh, moving on, see, uh, we getting out to the nitty gritty, man. Top five. My oh, top, shit. Let's hear this. My top five of the year. We ain't going to talk about all of them. We're going to, like, the last two is going to be, like, your talking point. Let's, talk, <laughs> let's, 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 let's speed up five, five, four, three. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we get there quick. All right. Um, number five. You're going to disagree on me this, but I love this fucking album, man. I, his, his albums before this was, like, okay. It wasn't the best thing I came off of uh, his his mixtape series, which, which which I loved a lot. It's Tory Lanez, isn't it? Nah, bro, bro you know what the fuck out of this? Tory Lanez, my number. Shit, boy. 
shout out to shout out to the, the white black homie man shout out to logic young sinatra four man i wasn't gonna disagree with you this was my number five pick um production wise phenomenal uh i love the track that he did with wu-tang man very nostalgic for me man growing up a, a big diehard wu-tang fan man and I loved it, man. It, it it brought me back to that old Sinatra series that I fell in love with in, in his mixtape days, man. And I, 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 it shocked the hell out of me because listening yeah. to his, his albums before that, I didn't think nothing of it. I still think the one with the, the space story was actually still dope. Yeah. Wasn't but top I, tier. I, I, under I Pressure was trash. Under Pressure for you? Yeah. Was trash. I agree out of these. Two, yeah, I agree with that. But um, yeah, man, very good high body of work. I mean, minus all the antics everyone's talking about with him deciding if he's black or is he white and the antics or whatever. I mean, still alert. That that nigga is an Oreo, and but this, <laughs> <laughs> we have no problem with you being half black and half white. Just understand that. If you get pulled by the cops, they might just let you go. You look white as hell. For real. You, got, I mean, <laughs> you got the privileges, we don't. So uh, You look white as hell. Like Everybody keeps thinking this, you probably just playing white. <laughs> and you can just... I'm like, you know, then again, you got a black father. That'd that be saving you. You do post pictures of that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> just like Drake, you post the pictures of... of, of his father with the Tom Selleck beard, I mean, with the Tom oh Selleck mustache. He really had him thinking like he was a, a fucking R&B superstar and shit. That shit was hilarious. Oh Drake Pops. Oh now, now they got a cognac together and shit. <laughs> 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 oh, next one. Yes, but that was my number five pick. Logic's Young Sinatra 4. Yeah, yeah. Um, my number four uh, was a collaborative project. Collaborative project by another producer who... I hold near and dear to my heart and is a big inspiration for me, just like with you, as far as with K Tronada, uh, Knife Wonder presents Jamla is the Squad too. Um, I didn't connect with that one. Didn't hit home I, for you? It had good records. It had everything. I just did not go back to it. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big Knife fan. I've been a Knife fan for years since 2009. So, yeah. I didn't even know he made threats. And understand, I'm a little brother fan too. Mm -hmm. And to see the fact that they, reunited, they, that they reunited, you know, they're not probably not gonna make music together because I remember the last time they was talking, niggas talked about I'll be his ass at a cookout. I, I'm like, at the end of the day, <laughs> like, I, I'm not, I'm not sure if, if mm -hmm. that shit is gonna be, uh, is, if any, any music is gonna materialize after that. But if it does, man, I hope it'll be good. I mm -hmm. really do. Like, like the mute, like the album that uh, Knife did with um, Blackheart. You know. Oh yeah. So you know, I'm telling you, that's not in my top. And you didn't like that song with him in, on on this project with Black Thorn? No, he killed that shit, bro. <laughs> Especially my top. is my top five, but I, you know, he, he he doesn't have to be in my top list. Mm -hmm. He can be top. He can be in my list in my heart at this point. Pause, hold up. Black Thought could not make nothing for 15 years and then come out with something. I'm still gonna be like, yo, this, this fucking. Well, guy. stop, stop, stop. You need to stop saying that shit. First and foremost, that nigga been having albums for years. He, he is the sole fucking lyricist of the roots. Mm -hmm. Therefore, he's had albums. Is that he hasn't had albums under somebody else's production. Oh, no, 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 I wasn't saying that. What I was saying is that um, I'm saying he cannot have albums out 
Like he could take a break. Like some artists, I'm like, nah, I need to keep hearing shit from you. Well, he doing that. He doing that Jimmy Fallon shit now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, pretty they, much. They making it in the That's that's just, that's a steady check. Seriously, why not? Oh. Uh, next one. Word up. So number four, Knife Wonders, Jamler is the squad too. Uh, number three, uh, collaborative project, man. This this one was like, whoa. I mean, Detroit. And uh, and there's sound out there, man. Just that Midwest fire. shit is crack, man. Just fire all the time. Bro. I always be saying Detroit is very underrated. Yes. Like they don't get the props they deserve. Rest in peace, Jay Diller, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this this project, man. Um, I could listen to this after this podcast, and it still give me the same feeling when I when I first heard it. Talk about unskippable songs, man. Back to back, I could just ride this out and amazing, amazing project, man. Uh, Jericho's Jackson's Jericho Jackson. Fuck! How do I not put that in there? <laughs> and by that reaction, guys, you know this shit is fire. <laughs> you know how My excited nigga. I was the last month of freaking De- uh, in December of last year mm-hmm. when I found they were making him and Crisis was making a project together. Yes, the homie and Elzai, Elzai and, and Crisis, Crisis was making a project. Man. I lost my shit. I was like, this is fire. Damn, I'm mad that shit's not in my top <laughs> right. Cause yo, these shits dropping at the top of the year, they will they will get lost in transformation. Toward the end of the year, right? They yeah. will get lost. Mm-hmm. Like damn! Like I was so mad I didn't put Fonte in my top ten because mm-hmm. that album I, I advocated for that album, mm-hmm. and I don't know why that shit just. Then again, like I said, I made the list first, and then I realized I added shit that wasn't in the in the initial list, mm-hmm. and I probably forgot the real list. The real, the real list is somewhere in the garbage somewhere. <laughs> so we'll never see that shit. But <laughs> no, don't see that shit. Oh <laughs> well, yo, what's no, what's number two for you, man? All right, this is probably unfavorable to the average hip hop person, but people who are hip hop nerds would fuck with this one. I believe so, but I, I fucks with this album. This album to me, uh, and this artist to me, makes good slept on albums. And um, is that a good thing? I mean, to me, to me, you don't have to chart to be a good ass hip hop album. A person being good and excels at making slept on music, like what? I want that. Hell yeah, bro! To be low key and get your money and go home, like (laughs) y'all, man. Y'all can hey say I'm ass, nigga. I'm still getting checks. I'm going to fuck home, man. That's why I feel at home events. He's talking shit like that. Hell yeah, man. Oh, next one. So uh, that's so Vince Staples. Oh, I didn't even get an album out. See, damn. You said Vince. I was like, huh? Nah, not Vince. Nah, he ain't even my, my top three. But um, my number two pick, Sky Zoo in Celebration of Us. My number two album of the year. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> this is bad. Yo, when albums, great albums hit at the top of at the, the top year. Of the year. Yeah, I know, bro. They get lost. Yes. That album was great. Yes. That just made that like made me like really go back. Like, oh shit, yes. that album came out this year. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem oh. with time of the year um, albums, like you said, bro. Like, don't forget. You know what? You know what's bad? Nipsey also didn't make it. He didn't make it. No. Probably honorable mention, but still, like, you serious? 
spot. See. Coming in at number one for me. Nipsey Hussle victory lap, bro. Are you serious? Yeah. I was I was I just think your list is more hip hop oriented oriented. Yeah. My list is like hip hop and R and B And I definitely want to distinguish that to the viewers. Um um, when we was making this list, it was supposed to be a hip hop and R and B list, but um, I love R and B so much, man. And I just wanted to respect those artists, and you know, they, it was a lot of good R and B. You know what? We gonna, we gonna drop his R and B list on on, um, on on IG. Yes. Don't don't get I'm post don't, that don't, up. don't get that whole shit. That up. Yes, don't get yes, that whole yes. shit fucked up. Definitely. We gonna make sure we drop the graphics on all that. <laughs> we gonna drop mad fucking shit. Where it's gonna up? be it's gonna be fun. Where I'm up? most definitely gonna put in the Drake commentary into in one of the videos. <laughs> it's gonna be his B side. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Up. But Damn. shout out to Nipsey Hussle, man. And this is Joe, just going back again what I said about Buddy, man. Just those California artists, man. They just have this way of making like funk sounding uh, music man and it's still hip hop and it's still hard. rugged and hard and, yeah. and, and lyrical man and Nipsey Hussle coming up from you know the way that he did man and just much respect to him man phenomenal yeah. album man my album of the year victory lap man man so uh, it's about that time yes sir that I dropped the most Retarded ass. <laughs> it's not retarded. Top 25. Nah. That might have been like a culmination of complexes. Top 25. <laughs> <laughs> these, nah. were, these were actually, and we're going, I don't know if we're going to go into um, notable mentions. You want to do that as well? Oh, we're we're going to do, we're gonna, we're gonna do that we'll after do notable this. Mentions. Um, my list criteria is pretty much how much I listen to it how much of an impact it had on me when I did listen to it and when I learned more and more about the projects that were coming. Because when I feel like when people talk about how much a project means to them and then you start really seeing things from their perspective and how they, why it's in the music itself. And also, there are some projects just from people, because understand, there's some TDE people in, in this list because I'm a big TDE fan and I love their business model and I like how they do things I love their story and I like and if they come out with some good music and it's good and I keep listening to it it's going to end up in the list so this is going to be my Mr. B's top 25 hip hop and R&B records of 2018 let's it number 25 Van Jess Silk Canvas Ooh. Don't know how I got onto them. I think it was you. Yes, it was. <laughs> like I said, I don't know what the fuck Kate and I did. I don't know if it's electric. I don't know if it's dance. I think it's dance music. Yes, yes, yes. I'm fucking with the dance music a lot more than hip hop these days. I like the way it just sounds. Mm -hmm. It's like there's a lot of Afro, Afro beat drums. Afro beat drums. I'm yeah. fucking with that a lot lately. Like if I was to do producing or make beats, I might fuck with Afro beat a lot. So that's gonna be something in my but. Man, just it's it's a it's a feel kind of a feel good album. It's an album to really uh, listen to when you're cleaning the house and stuff like that. And it was a, it was a, it was just like a dope listen. Uh, Twenty four, Ben Staples FM. Kenny Beats has been having this fucking amazing year of producing with Freddie's uh, Freddie Gibbs Freddie and this project and Keys Triple Seven. That album's fucking crazy, but it's not my top. I just got onto it. But 
this project, if a lot of people have the gripes with Vince Staples project because of the beats, mm-hmm. you will not have problems with this project. And I feel like this project is as accessible as it should be. I think Vince killed it on top of the top with, the, with the lyrics and everything. Yes. So I just felt like this project is, is a very accessible version of Vince Staples Perfect. for anybody to fuck with. Yes, sir. Next one, uh, No Name, Room 25. I only listened to this album once, but the first listen on when I listened to it, probably I probably listened to it more than once because when I listen to albums, I have it on repeat, mm-hmm. and I just don't touch my damn phone. Mm-hmm. But I've been a fan of No Name for a very long time from the Chance Rapper features and Chicago all that. Home. Yes, Chicago, Chicago, mm-hmm. and I always wondered how would she sound having her own project for all those years because all she was she the way she raps was just. It was very unorthodox, yes. very poetic, yes. and I was just like when she started making her own music by herself, I was just was like, okay. She raps like she's having a conversation. It's crazy, and it's dope to yes. me. But this this project, man, when I heard it, I was like, the music and everything. Now the cover art, she got rid of the cover art because some out allegation for the Did cover artist. Uh, supposedly, I beat up his girlfriend or something oh. or something pedophiles. I'm not sure. I don't know. But she ended up getting all the cover arts off of social, off social media and, wow. and streaming services. Now they're trying to redesign a new cover for the project. Uh, another great project, number twenty-two, mm-hmm. is J.I.D. DiCaprio too. DiCaprio too, yes. yes. Man, that nigga can rap. I, I don't know if anybody fucks with him or not, but I just feel like J.I.D. got on my radar because of. I just want to see what Dreamville does. I'm a big fan of Cos. So when they signed Cos, and I heard his record somewhere, I was like, all right, J. Cole's on to something. I'm going to see what they do. Because Omen's pretty good. Boss is pretty good. Really good. Then they signed J.I.D. Earth Gang. I'm just saying, you know, like, J. Cole is creating something major with Dreamville. Like, will they make it to the same amount of stardom that he has? No. Just like the same thing with OVO. None of these niggas in OVO are going to make it to the same amount of stardom. Like, Party was close. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what's going on with that nigga. No one knows. Uh, he's locked in the basement. Oh, lock, uh, he's locked in the basement making the next Drake album <laughs> or something. I don't know what's going on with Party Next Door. Or Rihanna. Um, damn. <laughs> but yeah, DiCaprio too, man, is a really dope I wanna, listen. I want to say something just, just before you go on about J.I.D. Because I've been hearing a lot of things. People have a problem with his sound and how he sounds similar to Kendrick Lamar. And I, I just wanted to mention something about that. When you have something good, you'll influence a lot of people and they'll make similar sounds that sound like you. I mean, look at the, the, the 90s age. Everybody was sounding the same. Look at now. Everybody's doing the same trap shit. So, the homie Jid, he, he he sounds a little bit like Kendrick, but somebody that's a big Kendrick fan, you could distinguish the two and um, he does it very well in his own way. Alright, so can we distinguish Ghostface and Action Bronson? <laughs> <laughs> Um, now I can. Now I can because yes. the subject matters are completely yes. off. The the two biggest things, you know, me being a big Wu Tang fan, is that 
Ghostface, the, I mean, the beat selections are the same. The sound and the tone of voice are the same, but Ghostface actually tells stories. Action Bronson just puts words together, sort of like Eminem. I mean, a lot of people, that's gonna be controversial with people, but fuck you. Um, and he just talk about a lot of just ignorant shit. And I mean, I got my my, my times where I want to listen to that, but it's just like, yeah. eh, it's not. No, I fuck with Action Bronson. Oh, I fuck with him too. But, I, but Ghostface is in my top five. Hell yeah, bro. So I can't. Without a doubt. So it's like, the dis- I, like it's no disrespect. At the end of the day, Action Bronson sounds like how he sounds. Like he's not faking his voice. Yeah. So he can't help. He sounds like a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a very Italianist New York voice. Mm-hmm. He can't help that. Mm-hmm. He can't. Like just like Ghost got his New Yorker voice too. Mm-hmm. They they just sound the same. Just, he can't help that. But I see what people say when it just so happens that your beat selection matches someone else. That nah, sounds his beat selection nowhere near Ghost faces. Bro. Ghostface raps over like fucking like classic like soul yeah. music and shit but without with no no Bronson like be rapping over fucking live instrumentation folk music because remember Parts Pod is a folk music band so to be honest they, their beat selection is completely different and yeah their their sounds completely different it's just that they sound white and that's it but the thing about JID is it's just that. He does have that Kendrick Lamar syndrome, mm-hmm. and maybe that's also another thing that Logic's been having. The problem that Logic's been having is that it seems like it feels like Logic takes from all these all the big artists, mm-hmm. like Drake. Uh, I can see influence that yeah. Drake, Kendrick, all the other things, and it just feels like he's not really himself. Mm-hmm. And but when I when I see JID, I, I think he's really himself. There's a difference to him. That's said, way Very much Kendrick. So. Very I, much so. I, I don't know how to put my hand on it, but there's a bigger difference. There's a way bigger difference. Like, at the end of the day, you can't make a record like Kendrick. Nah. Maybe with time, but... With time, but they're completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, Next one. Let's go. Flapper Zombies, Vacation in Hell. Mm. I've been a big... Flatbush Zombies from a fan for some time. I think it was uh, the first record I've heard of them was on Bath Salts on ASAP Mob mm. first mixtape all yes. the way back back in the day. And since then I was looking for mad shit on them and I found a video for Doug Waffle. Doug Waffle. <laughs> Doug Waffle. <laughs> and then I found their project that mm-hmm. project I forgot what it's called but it was fire as fuck all the way straight through uh, it's probably they were, if you look at that shit up on Wikipedia they probably gonna show us the albums they're not gonna show the mixtapes mm-hmm. yeah Thug Waffle but um this project man this the what surprised me were the features and the fucking single headstone was so fucking fire. I played that shit so many times. I even played it in one of my mixes. I didn't care if I got flagged for it. I was just like, yo, that song, I'm, I'm feeling that record. Because it was like, they was just talking about classic album titles and the records and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that shit was amazing. No one was a fucking... I'm like, yo, if no one fucked with that album, I might have a problem with that. Uh, oh, first album was Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Shit, but yeah, man. Um, fight for a zombie, vacation in hell. Now, my number 20 pick is Denzel Curry with Taboo. Very different album. Very different album. I've been a fan of Denzel Curry for a very long time. And this is growth. Like, this this project is an amazing project. The different sides to, like, it's like, what is it, four parts? It's like three parts. Oh, it's three. three parts of it. No, 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 my ass three parts. Mm-hmm. I thought it was four. Mm-hmm. But there's three parts that had different vibes each part mm-hmm. I was more happier when I saw the JPEG Mafia it was on that right on that album <laughs> cause I was like damn people were fucking with my nigga JPEG oh man like but yo Taboo's a really really dope album where it's like you're you're seeing a massive progression with, with Denzel Curry who's like who's a very different type of rapper his flow is completely different to be honest when I try to describe his flow it's like he's trying to catch up with the beat or he's just, like, fighting with it, with the motherfucker. Sure, that's what it seemed like. Yeah, like, it, but it still sounds good. It's, he's, it's not, like, blue face rapping off beat shit. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. we're good on that. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, a, a very experimental, and I like, I, I, it actually works for him. Yeah, um, it, he's, it's different. Mm-hmm. And, and diff- being different is very rare in this fucking industry. Very much so. And everyone has the same cadence and the shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's go up to at least 16, but we're gonna start at 19. Saba, Care For Me, amazing album. Uh, it, was, it was coming from a place of sadness, to yep. be honest. It was coming from a place where he lost his one of his family members. Family That's why like, when you hear on um, record life, I'm thinking that record, this record's five. Yo, it's really talking about how we were talking about his cousin or whatever family member dying and coming back from jail and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's, that album is, is an amazing album. Yeah. Like, everybody should take um, take a look at that album. Uh, fuck Needle Drop. <laughs> he did not even want to review the album. He said, I, he just, just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. I'm like, nigga, I don't know which what works for you at this Seriously. point. Seriously. That nigga will rate... Any album that we think is great, the lowest score of all time. <laughs> I to tell you, just not listening to what people are saying. It's like, come on, bro. Like these corny progressions and shit. I'm like, shut the fuck up, you nerd. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, he is, he is the internet species. Shout out to Saba, man. I'm a big fan of you, man. Yeah, shout out to Saba. Um, reason, there you have it. Surprising because, like, they play two of the records. Mm-hmm. On, on the show no one record it's the, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot what it's called but still mm-hmm. that record was fired and the second record follow up after that was really good and then they just dropped the project I was very surprised because he's he's just new it's fast yes. I wasn't expecting that shit mm-hmm. and I was just like for days I was bumping that album that album is still in my rotation it's a really good album from very new artists love that album uh Another one, sir. November. I know you hate it. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I just felt like it wasn't his best body of work. Um, and I, that being his, wasn't that his first album? That was his first full length. first full length album. Because the other album was, I think, it was an EP. It was a her too. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like it could have been better. I mean, I I, I know him. I, I know what I got and, from. And his maybe mixtapes. it was because of the fact that I got to see him perform at the, the championship tour earlier this year. Right, yeah. And I'm like, all right, this nigga's talented. Mm-hmm. I'm most, uh, but then again, I was listening to his shit before the championship tour. And, I, and, and like, you know, 
for anybody who don't know, when I go to sleep, I always had to put on R&B music. So therefore, if your R&B music makes me go to sleep like, like a light, it's it's classic. Yes. <laughs> so his album puts me to sleep quick. Pause. But <laughs> <laughs> big pause. I don't know what the fuck. You put niggas to sleep. Nah. Well, <laughs> it's something about how it's it's very hard to describe why it works for me, but certain certain sounds will put me out. I'm not gonna lie, there was a point when during House of Balloons era weekend music will put me to sleep quick. Uh Erica Badu most definitely, as you saw in the um it, as you see in the um the year end wrap up that I don't listen to her, I guess. <laughs> Alright, whatever. And um <laughs> And there's a couple there's a couple other acts that are that are in that are in my top twenty five that you, you will find out. But Sir's album I, I listen to the album a lot. I fuck with the album. Maybe because I like the um the video where he was in the, the record with the video he's in like in Jamaica or something like that. I forgot what it's called. Uh, I think I know. That was one of his singles. Yeah, it's one of the singles. And yeah, Foreign with Schoolboy Q. I can't wait for the next Schoolboy Q project. I know they're working on that right now. Um, another one. You do too, man. Another one. Uh, Lupe Fiasco, Droga's Wave. That project really, really surprised me. Because I kind of was iffy on Lupe for a while. Because he's just all over the place. Mm-hmm. In terms of in media. And one moment he's saying he's retiring. One minute he's not retiring. I'm just like, shut the fuck up and make music. Or don't make music. Or, mm-hmm. On, on, a, on a smoothie shop or something and, and sell tofu to bitches. Like, I just do something. Like, I don't know what you want to do. But Droga's Wave is a very different album. A very weird concept yeah. about a slave ship that probably topples over and then all the slaves go like, it's like yes. something like some underwater Atlantis yeah. or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, who the fuck makes this up? <laughs> that's that's some shit that he should get money for and they should make a movie out of. <laughs> this should not be a rap album. This should be a movie. Believe it or not, this just missed my um my top 25 pick and it was just for that simple matter. It was a very hard album to digest. Um, and because it was situational like that, I, I couldn't put it up there that high. But yeah. Um, creative wise it was phenomenal it wasn't to me his best body of work I mean I, I love I still think Tetsuo on Youth is his best body of work did you fuck with that one I my, love that album. my favorite by far was The Cool I love that fucking the, album that album's amazing I, I listen to it still it still it has aged very well very well um, man next album Mick Jenkins Pieces of a Man yes I've been a fan of Mick Jenkins since uh Let's let's a little story out. Drink this. water. Yeah. <laughs> um, Marty, you know, shout out to Martin Strange, man, or poor old Marty, whichever alias he goes by. Uh, we had this uh, blog called Poor Poor House, mm-hmm. and he put me, he wanted me to do a review for Big Jenkins the Waters, and hmm? yeah, the Waters. Yeah, he wanted me to do a, a, a review for the Jenkins mixtapes, The Waters, and I was like, I don't know what the hell he even was, but I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll look into it, I hope it ain't track. And my gripe with it, with the whole project was he just kept mentioning 
drink water in every fucking song. And I was just like getting annoyed with it. And I was like, but I see that he makes good music. Yeah. And, I, and then he made the Waves Project. And I was like, that project's fire. Mm-hmm. And then he made the healing component. Kind of iffy on that one. You ain't like healing component? I didn't like it. He redeemed himself with Pieces of a Man. Uh-huh. It, it's it's based off of, um, I, think, I think it's based off of a novel, I think it is, or based off of something. I forgot what it was. God, um, forgive me. But very, 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 very great concept project. Um, he The beats are amazing on this project. One of the people that we've interviewed on this, well, I've interviewed on this uh, show for the first season, Stone Drums, has got his first uh, placement on the um, project. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, like, I don't know, maybe that alone made me want to, like, really look, look into the album. But then again, it was McJenkins, and also there was some records that you showed me with Kei that he did yeah. for that project. That I was like, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna get, get in tune with this project, most definitely, because I didn't think he was doing anything. Mm-hmm. Until he finally dropped things, he dropped something. But so yeah, Mick James, pieces of a man, number fifteen. Number fifteen. Number fourteen, Innocent Pack, Oxnard. I've been waiting on an Innocent Pack project for a very long ass time since even even though he dropped Yes Lord last year. Yes and, Lord. Yes Lord and Malibu, right? Malibu. Well, Malibu was first. Malibu was first, but he also dropped Yes Lord. With knowledge. knowledge, oh knowledge, knowledge, um, same year. So we had we had double doses of Anderson Pack, and also this is Anderson Pack before he gets into the actual label deal. You know, like uh, and like Malibu was released independently, uh, and Yes Lo was released on the Stones Throw. So that's correct. So um, this is his actual aftermath um, debut. Yes. So yeah, remember this, bro. I'm a Stone Throw nerd. So remember <laughs> this. Remember this whole time. But um, this is actual Aftermath debut, and it excels way past any of his releases. And I feel like you know, I don't know. Maybe he has this thing where he's just gonna drop his his album's gonna be the name of of, of major California cities because he has Malibu. No, he has. Yeah, Malibu. What's the other one? Venice. Venice yeah. And then Oxnard. So I'm like, he's probably gonna have another one called Compton very soon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's moving around, like. But no, like I feel like it's a very, very um revolutionary sounding album. Mm-hmm. He had in like that record he talked about Mac Miller, I think it was cool. If he's close my eyes, or something like that. Yeah. And he like talking about, I, I wish I could tell Mac Miller to slow down, but I wasn't living. I, I'm still living. I'm living, living the same way. I was like, damn, man. Like Good it's song, just a, man. it's that album is a really amazing project. Um, and it was so experimental. Like, yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect. Track by track, everything sounded so. And then what I love is when. He had a few songs on there with the beat switched up, and it's just oh man, when it's done well, yeah, yeah, like this this project was one of my favorites of the year. Um, this one, number thirteen, I had to really sit with for a while, and it's because I think 
Rodeo is my favorite album from Travis Scott, but I had to sit with that one for two, for a while too. Cause I want to I want to understand why people like this name. I want to know why people like Travis Scott so much. And then I really it took sadly it took me until piss on piss on your grave to come out for for, for Rodeo, and I was like I like this song. I like I like the weird rock sound of the song. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I think Rodeo is a very experimental trap album. And then he proceeded with Birds in the Trap, and I hated that. So I was just, and then anything else he was coming out with, like the one with, with Quavo, and I wasn't fucking with that neither. So <laughs> I was like, this Astro World thing, Huncho Jack, Huncho Jack, this Astro World shit, this shit. This shit better hit. And it hits. Man. It hits on all it hits on all fronts. Now, is it number one to me? No, because I don't listen to that album all the time. But um at the end of the day, I'm not gonna discredit it. It is a great album. It is a greatly produced album. Like like when I had title, I looked at the liner notes of every of every song, and it's like a lot of people came into making every nook and cranny of every beat and production in that project. So it's like me, the, 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 the fact bro. that Terrell had I me, mean, the TG had to like fucking like pull up the fucking who's the producers on on the list of the shit, and it's like oh, you know, that that shit takes up the whole page. It's so many people who came into making this project. And I think I think Thundercat had a had a had a um. Had something to do with one of the songs too. That I was, was like, I was like, Ti executive producer. Well, bro. T, he's under Ti's label. He's, a, he's under Grand Hustle. I know, but like for him to have hands on on it, that's a... yeah. Remember, like the first on Rodeo, he did the narration. Wow. So yeah, Ti Ti got himself into a good situation. Fuck Iggy Azalea. He got himself to a very very good situation with Travis, even though I know he cannot control that man. That's plain and simple. Um, I wonder where she put. Speaking of Iggy, I wonder what what where she charted with uh, other people's lists, like as far as her album that came out or something. No one cares for that album. <laughs> she just went right under the radar. Like. Yeah, it came. It, I don't know if it really came out. <laughs> I don't know if it came out. I think I think they shelved it. They came out with a single and shelved the album. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but it, 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 that's how it was. Um, Should have took the Bang Bros deal. No. <laughs> No, no, no. We're not, we're not, we're not going to preach that. We're not going to preach that. Because <laughs> that, that's some sexy <laughs> shit. I ain't going to lie. As much as I would love to see Iggy Azalea get fucked on camera, I, I look, it got to be on her own terms. And she got to, look, I, 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 look, Me Too movement is, is strong out this motherfucker. I'm not trying to get shot. All I'm saying is, call me if I'm a thought on Instagram and I, I got my nuts out and shit, holding the Hello Kitty doll and shit. <laughs> what the fuck? And somebody offer me a porn deal and, and and I'm sitting there acting stank. Like I, I expect that everybody look at me funny too. Like, bro, come on, bro. Why don't you be? First of all, why your nuts bro, out on Instagram? Bro, like, I, and, and that is true. Like, yo, you be having your ass shots out yes. on Instagram all the time. You just be looking like a whole fucking snack. And I just be like, yo, wait, yo, wait. Like, do some, do, do the porn that Drake baby mama would be doing. Like, do the shit where you just be putting oil on yourself and shit. And just, like, look at the camera. You don't have to take dick. Like, you be like, I don't, like yo, yo, this list is gone so fucking 
fucking fuck. For real, you can be sexy and respectable. You ain't gotta. Oh, oh man, podcast for me is back. <laughs> oh man, um, uh, number thirteen, Sango and Comfort. Up, I've been a big fan of Sango from the day he was selection, and see him make this. Uh, compilation project with all these other artists and stuff mm-hmm. like that i was listening, listening to it for a while it's a very dope body of work i think everybody should check that shit the fuck out what's the name of that one uh in comfort of um number 11 uh this one is very near and dear to me because i've been a big fan of his work for a very long time actually this is like probably what we first really connected on uh mac miller um swimming very, very personal, very, very, um, what's the word? Um, telling album, I'll say that. It, it really showed how he really was feeling emotionally and mentally. It was a very, very amazing body of work, but it's just sad that it, it came with a cost. And he, honestly, the thing with Mac Miller that I always liked about him is that he collaborated with indie artists. He did things that I really want to see these super established artists do. And I want to see them collaborate with really good artists. Not like how Drake be collaborating with these whack-ass artists like JB Blockboy and shit. Like, that nigga's trash. I don't, I don't see his albums or nothing. Anything that man, JB Blockboy does, I don't see it even going further than four years. Well, let's make a note of that. Um, Rest in peace, Mac Miller. That, yeah. His death fucked with me. When I'm at work and I just see, yo, Mac Miller, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, I, I just couldn't believe it. I, I, I hope they, I, I felt like, I, I was like, yo, I hope they revive him. I, I'm, I'm like, I was just sitting at work like, no, he can't be dead. There's no way in hell. And then I go on his Twitter and the last tweet is like, I can't wait to go on tour. And then the next two days, that, that fucked with me. Uh, like, just like the, the Capital Steve's one. Capital Steve's And you know what's so weird about this Capital Steve shit is now? There's more details on what happened. I never saw before. Really? That was on, it's actually on Wikipedia. And, and that's makes it even more weird. The fucking, he jumped off of the roof of the management company that him and Joey Badass are a part of. Visionary Music Group. Wow. I never knew that. I didn't either. Wow. And I'm like, hmm. Why? There. Especially at a time when when, when that group over there and just... Corero was getting ready to... They was about to lift off, man. Yeah. But yeah, um, rest in peace, Mac Miller. Honestly, man, like Mac Miller was a uh, very inspirational for me as far as my my early history with music and um, just that whole mixtape era with him and Wiz and all of them. Uh, yeah, kids had to have been a, a very classic mixtape. Best day ever was fire too. Uh, man, it was very hard. Faces you know, is his best word. Faces too. Macadelic. And Macadelic. Well, Macadelic was, it wasn't too much for me. It wasn't his best. I think Macadelic's fire. Uh, like, I had to get into Faces a little bit. Faces is a really good project. Um, but his albums, mm-hmm. like, 
once when he did Blue Slide Park, I was kind of like iffy on it, and then he 360 the fuck out with all his creative shit. And I was like, alrighty, mm-hmm. we can get behind. I can get behind this shit, and it kept going, and I liked it. I was like, yo, I like that, and. I'm not gonna get into any no, no no other conspiracy shit because I feel like that I don't know if it's Warner Brothers he signed with, but the fact of the matter is he was given like a, a really big ass, a really big ass multi-million dollar contract to make a label over there and stuff like that. And he's probably the only he was only the only artist that was coming out with music over there because there was no other artist under him. Like uh yeah, it was a Warner Brothers, huh? Yeah. So, I don't want to get into no conspiracy shit. I just, I just really hope that everybody who had the chance to work with that man, um, I hope they keep creating in, in honor of him because I think he would want the same. He would want people to stay creative, stay happy. And, you know, like, I even saw the show, the internet, they said, like, don't get it all fucked up. He was not a sad person. He was happy. Like, you know, this was an accident. And it's a, it's a terrible accident. <sighs> so, uh, rest in peace, Matt Miller. Rest in peace. Uh, number 10, Earl Sweatshirt, Some Rap Songs. Very experimental album. Wasn't expecting an Earl project at all. Came left. It came like... <laughs> Also, it was a billboard for some rap songs coming out in two weeks. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I'm going to be ready for it because as experimental was as um, I don't like shit, I don't go outside, I don't like shit, whatever the fuck it was. I, I fuck knew, with that album, bro. That was my People shit. hate that album. <laughs> and I, 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 now I love it now. Mm-hmm. But um, I knew this one was going to be a turn, too. Mm-hmm. And it still was experimental, but Nick's pen is nasty. Can't fuck with that man. You can't, yo. That Earl, Earl better than Eminem, nigga. No, 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 no. But yo, some rap songs is a really dope project. It's very, it's, it's short, but it had a lot of songs. That's why it's probably called some rap songs. He was dead serious with that damn title. Seriously. But the production, like he produced the majority of the album, it, dope, all the way dope. Uh, number nine, Black with Easterland and Love Letter. A very dark R&B album. I'm just gonna tell you that right the fuck now. Yes. And to be honest, the features did the album justice too. So that also made the album even greater mm-hmm. because of the fact that these people actually played into the storyline of the album and played into like the, the tone of the album that they really added to it. See, J. Cole be having these fucking retarded ass verses that don't be having nothing to do with shit <laughs> and then you be like getting mad at the nigga for fucking the song up. Mm-hmm. Like... That fucking come through and chill shit. That had, like really, <laughs> Kaepernick kneeling and all this like incense and shit. <laughs> like yo, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Jermaine. <laughs> like, he need that. He need that at all. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like everybody played their role into that that project. It's a very very different type of listen if you're in the R and B. But I'm I'm a big fan of Black man. So I love that track Switch, man. No bad single, man. Word, word. Uh, another project that is just really isn't getting is just due, and I think I'm happy this rapper's been getting is just due, and he's been like playing the field for so long, and that's J Rock Redemption. J-Rock, yes. That album 
is amazing. I you know I like Nando Bofan Nan just as greater, mm -hmm. but Redemption, I feel like it's like he's really getting his just due. He's being put like his music's being put on the commercials or the NBA or NBA 2K and stuff like that. Yes. Like he's getting he's getting his just due, and that's why I wanted to see for J Rock. I wanted people to understand like he ain't the background. He is the he's the reason why TDE actually exists. Literally, to be honest. Literally, like Kate, like Kendrick. Yes, yeah, to a certain extent, but understand Kendrick was his hype man. Mm -hmm. So like you know, and but J Rock was also precursor to all the shit that happened. Remember like the deal. I think it was Warner Brothers. <laughs> Him getting, he was the first person to have a deal mm -hmm. and went south. He had to sing with Lil Wayne with the Come, I think it was Come Home With Me album, the first album. Wow, you took that back. Yeah, and you ain't got like Put the Hood Gonna Love It. I remember that. Wait a minute, that's not, oh, that's not, that's not with Lil Wayne. It's not with Lil Wayne. But he what had project this, was that off of? That's J Rock. No, I'm saying, what project was that? That is supposed to be um come, the first project, Come Home With Me, I think it was. Come Home With Me. But what's so crazy about that situation is that he also was signed to Strange Music as well, on top of TDE and Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is what happened with that situation that people started leaving, and of course, when people start leaving, you get casted away, and, you know, people don't treat you as priority. So... That's what also came into that whole situation. So he was the first to get a deal out of TD, but also to see the, 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 the sad side of having a deal. Mm -hmm. So it made them a little bit more smarter. It made them build up a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And that's why I really, I, I love TD. I love TD because they, they've, they've been through failures and now they have their successes. And you can't get to success if you don't have failure. Absolutely. Exactly. So J-Rock Redemption number eight. Uh, number seven, Freddie Gibbs, Freddie. I'm a Freddie Gibbs fan to, like, the death of me. I ain't gonna lie, that, that situation that happened in Australia made me upset, knowing damn well, and then find out that this person that, that accused him never had no fucking contact with the man at <laughs> all. Said so he had, he, she had a dream that he raped her or some shit like that. The I'm fuck? like... That's exactly what that's, you gotta see that that therapist episode. She had a yeah, dream that he raped her and then he accused her of rape. I'm like, how do you get away with this shit? How do you not go to jail? <laughs> this shit. Some motherfuckers be bugging, right? <laughs> Yo, you like, white. I'm now. like, you say you white women. This is why I don't date white women. <laughs> <laughs> and and not, I'm not trying to say I don't date white women because of rape. I'm just saying like bullshit like that and using your whiteness as a weapon. Like that it's is the up. reason why I don't wait, wait, wait. If you don't use your your if you use your whiteness to do you don't do that with your whiteness, I fucks with you, and you already know who you are because I fucks with you. That's it. But, but they, if I don't if I don't fuck with you, and they know they buddies that do that shit, man. They know the one that. But yeah. this project another Kenny like this is like my introduction to Kenny Beats doing rap beats because I from what I heard he used to do techno, <laughs> so. So him to transition and doing this shit and it, it, it just all, all fronts, man, it's a fire project. Really hard, dope. Can't wait for for, for Bandana still. Yeah. I'm still man. waiting on that. Uh, Freddie, <laughs> that's that's one of my favorite projects. I still listen to it. Uh, number six, Royster Five Nine, The Book of Ryan. Yes, yes. Um, very, very personal project. 
really like it really delved into him as a person, him as a him growing up, him dealing with his alcoholism, his drug pro- his fan his dad's drug problems with cocaine. A lot of it, it, it really it. His last album was called Layers, and I'm kind of like, why wasn't this called Layers? Because it, it really delved into layers of who he was. But then again, layers kind of delved more into him. Like the beginning of the of layers was more talking about him meeting Eminem for the first time, him having his first child, and him and his uh, grandmother dying the same night. Damn. So like it, it's like yo, this is better than Eminem. Sorry, dog. Like seriously. Right. Trying to tell these motherfuckers I, in the, I, like, I, like, yo, y'all motherfuckers need to stop getting into the hype. I'm just one of them niggas just to be like sitting here like, I, <laughs> like I, that's cool, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah, man, um, Royce the Five Nine, Booker Ryan, amazing project. Uh, Royce the Five Nine's been my favorite rapper for years. Great listen. Um, number five. Down, we we here. See, oh my top five picks of the year, man. Let's, hear it. Let's the, get it. Number five, the internet hive mind. Ooh. I would sit down on my sleep too. <laughs> <laughs> putting niggas to bed. Pause. Sit, 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 putting niggas to bed. <laughs> but nah, um, hive mind is an amazing project. Like I think, is it better than Eagle Death? Probably not. But on its own, it stands as a really good body of work. I think uh, a lot of people who are big fans of the internet were kind of iffy on the fact that two of their bandmates did leave in the process of making this project, and they had to hire new people. But I feel like Sid, Steve Lacey, and Matt Marsons have done uh, an amazing job of keeping the core together and still creating a great sound. So, yeah, man. So it was good. But, um... And um, number four is going to be Caliucci's with Isolation. Um, Phenomenal album. I love that girl, man. That was, oh, she's it, it, sound. It's a mixture. And you know what got me into her music was the uh, Tyler Creator. Yes. The collaborations. And, you know... You know, I always wanted to see how she would be on her own, on her own, and have her own sound and stuff like that. And this album is amazing. I would I sleep to that album too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Caliuchis, um, Isolation, amazing project. Uh, number three, West Side Gun, Supreme Blind Tail. I talked about it in uh, Terrell's uh, Top Twenty Five. It's a, it's, it's a different feel of a street album. Yes. And I don't, like, I want to go about your old Drew's whole thing about, yo, can a blogger stop you, like, trying to describe these albums while using the word gritty? <laughs> yeah, like, like just uh, just say it's uh, New York. We have a sound, man. Like, just like everybody else got a sound in the Midwest, the South, West, we got our own sound too. It's New York. It's very yeah. New York. You don't have to say gritty. Everything here is gritty. <laughs> it just sounds dirty and like, ugh, like. 
Nah, they need better um descriptions. Descriptions. Very much so. But um, one of my favorite projects of the year. I remember when it dropped. I could not stop listening to it. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know what I was trying to dissect or anything, but I wasn't trying to dissect shit. I just mm-hmm. felt the album was fucking dope. The beats were dope. Everybody had a, had a hand in that project. <laughs> Damn, amazing project. Uh, number two. Almost that. JPEG Mafia veteran. Wow. Um, this was your number two pick of the year. Yeah, because I listened to JPEG Mafia all year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm excited for this. Like, he has that level of excitement in in artistry in in rap that I had for Danny Brown, mm-hmm. and that's why in in my mind I was like, yo, him and Danny Brown should make a project or a track together. And lo and behold, uh, so. I started to see like they're collaborating. Danny Brown is releasing his new album mm-hmm. next year, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, my wishes have been granted. I feel like JPEG Mafia sound is fucking experimental. Mm-hmm. It's like skittering noises and all types of other crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Like this dude is has created his own sound. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people compare him to Death Grips, which I'm just like, they're completely different. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I did not put Death Grips project in, in my top because, like I said, I don't understand how Death Grips is a, is a rap, is a rap group. Mm-hmm. They're a rock group to me, but I feel like JPEG Mafia has had a great year. You know, all his videos are kind of like at 172,000 views, mm-hmm. and it's kind of stick there. I don't know why. With his, I feel like his stardom is rising. Mm-hmm. He's being invited to so many different things in, in terms of media and stuff like that. that he's mm-hmm. getting known. I just don't know why isn't his numbers showing that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. But then again, YouTube kind of weird. Um, especially now, yeah. And that's the tricky part too with um, alternative hip-hop. There's always that blurred line, like you said. Is it really hip-hop or ain't it? It's like, hip-hop because of... The way of expression. Mm-hmm. If it's being rapped like a rap, it's a rap. It's hip hop. Mm-hmm. So what? We need to stop putting rap and hip hop in a box that everything should be yeah. boom bap and all the other stuff. Like at the end of the day, everything in hip hop has been a usage of another genre into the genre itself. Like people like sampling Bruce Springsteen and fucking. Rod Stewart, it, it, like people sampling mad shit from different genres. Oh. So it's, a, it's an appreciation and, and love for other other shit. Because at the end of the day, I do believe in what I forgot his name was, but when he talked about, I listen to different types of genres of music so you can not sound like us all you like you only just listen to rap because mm-hmm. if that's why everybody sounds the same. Exactly. So you know, like I like it's all about. First of all, rap's all about. Inspiration. Inspiration from other things. Yes. Like, even ASAP Ferg said the same thing. I don't listen to rap in my house. I listen to other, other things so I can get inspiration from those things. It to. makes no sense just to listen to rap all the time because you're going to sound the same. You're going to sound, you're going to like be inspired by another rapper. They're going to say that you're, you're biting. Mm-hmm. You're going to be saying all this other shit. You got to be inspired by different genres of music. And I think JPEG Mafia is like the taste breaker. Mm-hmm. He will most definitely break the taste of what you're into in terms of hip-hop but but also it's like he's just there's a mystery to that man mm-hmm. i don't know what's up with that man I, i've heard some things like, I know, like 
I know he used to. He's he's a, I think he's an Iraq veteran. Mm-hmm. That's why I think that's the name of the, uh, the name of the project's called Veteran. Hmm. He's really based out of Brooklyn, but he's but he's like based out of Baltimore. But the thing with him is that everything does sound like somebody's going through uh, PTSD, mm-hmm. and I think he's like his, his his thoughts and when he's rapping is very sporadic and all over the place. Almost like an ODB. Mm-hmm. And not trying to say he sounds like ODB or raps like ODB, he does his own thing. Like I said, the 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 comparisons from MC Rye from Death Grips, I felt that a bit. But I realized like I can't understand a fucking single word that MC Rye even says. And he speaks English. <laughs> Well, some some hip hop artists is like that, man. Just... I can understand every fucking word JPEG Mafia says, and that's just, his records get me hype. I like the records, and, and like I said, like this veteran as a whole, like that project is just a very great experimental project. I know you, the first record you heard from him was Baby I'm Bleeding, I think it was. That's a lot. And like I said, I don't know if that was the first record. I don't know what really made me start listening to this dude, but somebody had to put me on that one record. And I was just was like, oh shit, go hard. And like I said, I'm happy that that shit came, came in out of nowhere. I think somebody, see, this is the thing about artists like Brockhampton or Machine Gun Kelly. Another experimental rapper. Well, both of them are <laughs> experimental rapper. Not, not, not Machine Gun Kelly. But, um... Somebody could be in a in a chat and say like this rapper's better than a rapper that you actually like. Mm-hmm. Like they'll say somebody said like in a chat that Brockhampton's album is way more better than than Flower Boy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, a word? I'll check that his shit most, out. His most recent project? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 because no. remember, Saturation all came out in one year. All three of them. Mm-hmm. And Iridescence came out this year. Mm-hmm. This is all last year. That's why it got me on the Brockhampton. Like now, it ain't better than fucking Tyler Creator's fucking album, but it's good on its own right. And I, I'm glad that some people do that trolling shit just to make you listen to somebody's project. But at least the music was good. Mm-hmm. And I, I like you know like the weird shit. Like you know, I know this is a PC society, so I don't, I don't want y'all to hate me for saying this. I did not know the members were gay. I did not notice the gay lyrics neither. And I just was like, oh, okay, cool. At least it's dope. I don't care. Like, right hand is cool. But JPEG Mafia, man. Veteran, number two. Uh, been listening to the album a lot. And any of the singles he's been dropping out and dropping as well. He's also was on um, Denzel Curry's Taboo album. Number one is two. There's two of them. Because I hadn't had it because I had no choice. Couldn't make that decision. Look. No, because I forgot <laughs> and I was mad as hell when you mentioned it in yours that I was like, fuck. Yeah, I had no choice but to put it in there because <laughs> I love these both of these albums. Mm. And that's number one is Blood Orange, Negro Swan. I don't know why I love this album so much. Maybe I was just very, very surprised when I saw Puff Daddy was on it. <laughs> I just was like, huh? Like, this nigga's been doing records without no major features for years. Puff Daddy on the album? Didn't even need to. Just jumped on and was like, man. 
and I'm he made the record sound dope. Mm-hmm. Oh, honestly, but yo, the whole album is so fucking dope, man. I, that's another album I listen to before I, when I go to sleep. Uh, I've been a Blood Orange fan for years. Uh, I before doing all these year end lists, I used to look at all the year end lists, and I used to see like top R&B albums and all other stuff, and I'll just be seeing the. Uh, uh, now I'll just look at some of them to see what I missed. And I think the first album I listened to from Blood was called Chan K or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how it's spelled. I mean, how it's pronounced. And I fucking love the records. Every record was so fucking dope. Then I looked into what he does. I looked at he writes music for other artists. And he, he wrote records notably for Solange. And we saw like the, the major shift change from her making those pop records in the beginning mm-hmm. and she started making records in Africa and shit mm-hmm. like you know, like, just come from nowhere come from nowhere that nigga was writing that shit and you know it was just like I, I've been following what this nigga been doing and then um, I'm not sure it came I think Freetown Sound was after that Freetown Sound I didn't know if I got into the album as, as much mm-hmm. but then it took me some time to really, really get into it. And once I got into it, I, I loved the album just as much. Like, I think I played Desiree on one of the mixes as well. Mm-hmm. And that is all free tell, so. But Negro Swan is one of the best R&B albums this year. Like, it, one of my it, favorites too. I don't know, I it does rival album. Isolation. Because mm-hmm. Isolation is incredible too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, at least it's in my top five. I, like, at the end of the day, it has a significance. Mm-hmm. So uh, most definitely check out Blood Orange, Negro Swan. It's it's a different type of listen. Don't expect the the, the you know the normal. It's it's a traditional art. It's not traditional. Yeah. It's very dope though. Uh, and my second number one is Fonte. No news is good news because. I've been a big fan of Fonte for a very long time since No Charity um, starts, I mean, Charity starts at home. Mm-hmm. And since the Little Brother days, I'm like, what the fuck, I'm, I'm wilding out here. <laughs> since the Little Brother days, and his solo albums have been dope to me. Like, Charity Starts at Home is one of the best albums I've ever listened to. Like, I always gotta, like, remember the albums I listened to while I was in college, and that was one of them. Mm-hmm. And... I've been waiting for another Fonte project for a very long time. I actually talked about it in the Indigo podcast episode, I think about a year and a half ago, and the album never came. I was stupid out here, and that shit, that shit kind of fucking sucked. But when it finally came out, and it came out out of nowhere too, mm-hmm. um, it was probably one of the great projects this year. If you are willing to listen to rap, that's telling about us in the black community about health and like when he's talking about like you know went to my father's funeral and I ate the same shit that killed me mm-hmm. that shit like you know that's just not like you know yeah but it's just real it's real to me like he's talking just real fucking situations about different aspects in life and it's an amazing project. I advocate for that project a lot. I think everybody should go fuck, fuck with that project most perfect definitely. Album. It's a perfect album. Um, not a single song that I, I'll skip. Every song is amazing. Great production, great lyrics, great concept. Worth, worth listening to. Uh, that is my top 25 list 
2018. Yes, sir. There you have it, guys. There you have it. Um, man, how you feel being in this position of now podcast? Now, now you're not behind the scenes, nigga. This, this is, this is different now. This is you putting yourself out there now. Yeah, yeah. Normally, uh, well, you get a lot of introverted producers that that like to be behind the scenes, and I'm I'm more so introverted. But um, nah, just hearing from friends like you and um, other friends that I have that just kept urging me and pushing me, like, yo, you you have a a, a voice and a, a a knowledge, man. You should express that. And um, yeah, just trying it out, man. Uh, I, I like what I'm hearing. <laughs> This was a fun episode. I, I honestly had a lot of fun doing this. See, night. and, and to, for everybody, like, this is a precursor to something that's being in the works. Uh, though, like, like you know, Jim is not going to be with two hosts or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe down the line, maybe every now and then. But the uh, thing is, in the matter is, we're in the works of a new podcast. Uh, if y'all don't know or if y'all don't care, I don't care if you don't care. But Indigo Podcast is going to be canceled because of, you know, scheduling. And, you know, we're me and me and Osai, me and um Fat Caesar, we've been doing a lot a lot of working lately and our schedules don't click. And we're trying to find a way to end it for the fortieth episode. And, you know, at the end of the day we did a lot for the culture during that time. We've interviewed people who work for Marvel, people who've been in the battle rap circuit doing, been reporting battle rap for years, and they're legends in that shit. Uh, we have a lot of great interviews and a lot of great episodes and a lot of great content from that show. That's just going to be a part of the legacy at the beginning of what Golden Era Podcast is going to be. And, you know, we have a slew of different shows that we're going to be coming out in 2019 that are going to be enticing. Um, we are a black-owned company, and we want to control how we are perceived. And yes, there's going to be some ignorance, there's going to be some, but at the end of the day, this is how we are. We're going to give you our truth, we're going to spread our truth through our through our words, and how we how we articulate and everything, because not everybody has the same articulation. Everybody talks different. Everybody messages different. So you know, Golden Era Podcast is going to be something for everyone. You know, I want more Black podcasters out there in the world. This is a very, very uh, white-dominated platform. It's starting to get bigger with with more Black podcasters, but I want to inspire more. I want to inspire people who are curious. Curiosity can lead you to a lot of great things. I don't want it to be the thing that kills you. I want curiosity to be the reason as to why you are in a different space than what you were before you was curious. So for anybody who wants to be a podcaster or who has the ideal podcaster, podcast with us, we'll teach you. We will show you the tools on how you can start. You don't have to start with a big, major fucking studio. That's that's bullshit. It's a lie. You can start this shit in your house. Just buy yourself a nice one hundred dollar mic. I'm not giving you the game. You gotta pay me for that. Cause I I, I gotta listen to Le- I, I, I gotta listen to LeBrayan now. LeBrayan told, told me. <laughs> 
that, yo, you be giving out strategies and shit that you should be charging people for. I'm gonna charge the charging people for that. These strategies are fucking amazing because these are living proof. I'm happy for what I do. I don't care if I don't get millions of views on my podcast and stuff like that. I can care less for that. The fact that, man, I did something and that I'm not curious no more. All I just want to know is how much more can I impact the game? And that's it. Like, that's all I can tell you, man. It's been great to work with my friends for, like, because now it's about to get a little bit more interesting. Uh, we're going to be figuring out the name of this new podcast, me and Terrell, and a, another um, integral part of Golden Era Music Group's operation. All three of us are coming together to make a new podcast. It's going to be really, really delved into black culture, hip-hop, and such. And it's going to be a funny, informational, ignorant, smart show. It's going to be all those things. And I'm glad to do this with two of my best friends that I've been cool with. You know, my girl, Earth, who's been my friend since pre-K. And my TG, who's been the homie. My brother ever since high school says niggas thought we were brothers and shit when we had cornrows and shit. I'm about to say we go back like the the braids, bro. So, yo, like, (laughs) y'all will never find pictures with me with braids, nigga. That shit is... (laughs) In the vault. (laughs) In the vault. Deleted from history. (laughs) But, yo, man, this is episode... Third... Fuck. 4-0. Yeah. This is episode 40 of uh Jim Rio. This is the year end special. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As much as I loved recording it, because I ain't gonna lie, when uh we had to take a break from recording this episode, <laughs> we didn't listen to the podcast before it before we ended this shit. Yeah. We couldn't stop laughing. It was a really, really great experience. And um yeah, I'm back in my podcaster bag. Like, this whole radio personality shit, like, you know, that's cool and all that. But I like to talk. And I like to talk about things that fuck with me. And um, Eminem making more music is fucking with me. So, therefore, <laughs> I'm back. I, I feel I feel happy. And I think the meeting beforehand actually motivated me because I feel like, wow, we got something. And I ain't going to get no more into it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is episode 40. This is Gem Radio. My name is Mr. B. This is my homie TG. And we'll see you next time into the new year. Salute.